Hi, I'm Lauren Burdett, and you're listening to Life as Spiritual Practice, a podcast where we explore what it's like to experience ordinary aspects of life as ways to connect with the divine. If you are feeling stuck in your spiritual journey and looking for new ways to deepen your relationship with the holy, this might be the inspiration you've been looking for. I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Rita Patel. Rita is an artist and founder of Experiments in Beautiful Thinking, whose practice is to expand and deepen narratives by engaging people to see and experience varying perspectives. She believes our experience of beauty can transform our world by changing the way we see ourselves, our situations, and our environments. Her approach cultivates play, wonder, and beauty as they are vital in making connections and relationships that affect individual and collective thriving. Rita, welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I've been so looking forward to our conversation and to hearing more about beauty and what it has meant for you in your life. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to share. Thanks. Yeah. Mm. So tell me when you knew that it would be an important concept for you. Um, you know, I was thinking about this and I think it was always important, um, Mm -hmm. meaning it's not like something I had to consciously, um, bring into my life. And, uh, I, I noticed, um, you know, as I got older, um, when I was creating my own artwork, it, it, it really did center out, center around something, bringing something beautiful into the world. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people respond to it that way, meaning they'll comment, oh, that's Mm -hmm. really beautiful. And, um, but it was also something I struggled with uh, because uh, we see beauty, I think in the, in the, in the general society, beauty is seen as something superficial and that's how we reinforce it as like, fashion, glamour, and all that type of thing. And um, so I was really conflicted about how I felt and my experience around it. Um, So I would try to, I think, add more to it as a way to downplay it, if that makes sense, like, Mm -hmm. you know, try to make it more than it was. (laughs) And um, I I was, and I think with the big part is I was struggling around how to have language around it, like why it was important. Um, And then I... I happened to be listening um, to the radio and there was an interview with Krista Tippett at the time, I think it was called Speaking of Faith, her radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she was interviewing John O'Donohue, who has written a book about beauty. And uh, I've, I've never felt this way. If It felt as if he was speaking everything I felt. And uh, it was it was just an amazing thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so that really um, mm-hmm. propelled me to bring it um, more in the forefront because there, here's someone who is um, talking about the importance of it. Like, I think he says something to the effect that it's the cry of our times, beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, from there, I, I was really able to... Um, I guess, think more about like, how do we do that? Revolve around the question, like, you know, what would happen if we brought beauty, beauty to the forefront of our lives? And um, it led to me um, creating a whole process around that. And um, that really didn't add anything new in our lives, but um, changed perspective and looking at the mundane as beautiful. So mm. uh, I hope that answered your question or started yeah. the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> And you and I, I think, first bonded over John O'Donohue. He's been really mm-hmm. important for both of us and a source of inspiration. And I can just imagine what that was like to, because what I'm hearing you say is that you knew beauty was important, but it almost felt like you had to hide that it felt important. Yeah, like, it felt, if it, it didn't feel substantive enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe like, I'm thinking about our culture focusing on glamour and on fashion and that it was um, not substantive enough, superficial, but maybe also a form of like hiding from the truth, the way we characterize beauty. But -hmm. I think that actually it's not. I think that that which is most beautiful is most true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with um, fashion and all that. I mean, I'm, I'm very attracted yeah. to it and interested in it. I think it's the way we talk about it and mm. um, diminish it, um, which affects, I think, all of our experiences around beauty because I, th- mm. I think it seems like you feel uh, in similarly where it's really profound and maybe – Maybe it's too much. I mean, I found that when I um, I did a presentation on um, beauty as a leadership strategy um, at a, a women's conference, international women's leadership conference, I think it was. And um, you know, I was. You think beauty is like something um, uh, innocuous. It's not. It's not something that's threatening in any way. And right before I presented, I realized, oh, my God, this is really radical. <laughs> yeah. And um, people have to be ready for it. So I, I definitely had mixed results, like for the whole spectrum, like people who loved it and pe- and in the middle and then people who hated it. It's just it's it's mm-hmm. um, it, I think it, I think it's uh, sometimes it's easier to. Um, I guess not be moved by be beauty. I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to work that out, but so I'm, I'm in expressing what I'm thinking, but I don't know if you understand. So, yeah. Mm. I'm hearing, mm, I'm thinking about that, hearing John O'Donohue speak and how illuminating it was for you. And I'm hearing that you're, you're still finding language to share about it and discovering how hard it is for others to maybe grasp this concept. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, um, in my experiments in beautiful thinking, um, that whole process that I created, language is a big part of it. We start with language Um, because if you don't have the languages, it's hard to experience, I think. I love that. Tell me about how you do that, how you start with language. Um. I start with, um, I have people start with um, what I call a lexicon map, and it's something that um, is like a living map. It's something you, that you will add to. And I have people um, uh, list all the words that they use to for beauty, the idea of beauty. Mm. And, and then I have them list um, all their experiences of beauty. Um, and then I have them move towards um, words they find beautiful in other languages. So it, they may not be words about beauty, but there's something about it that is has that feeling for them and experience for them. And then I have them um, write down words that they made up um, that uh, would uh, uh, embody um, beauty. And so, you know, as you go, you know, towards the more made up part in other languages, the the words are less, but the idea is like as you pay attention and expand your experiences, those will grow longer. I mean, grow yeah. the list, list will grow longer. But what's really interesting, and really to get people to understand um, where they are and maybe what they may want to explore or go deeper in, is to um, especially the first two column, uh, first two categories, is um, look at the patterns. Uh, between the words you use and your experiences. And I have people think about it through their senses and, um, and, and that, that illuminates, you know, it's just kind of, it's almost like a, 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 like a mind map in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have them move on with the language and start um, experiencing it um, more, uh, more with emotion by using, um, by having them actually uh, focus on the words, but just um, whether it's uh, drawing the word out or um, collaging with it, but it's just, it becomes not just like writing a word down, but something that um, becomes even more of an embodiment Mm -hmm. and um, then see what comes up from that. So it, it starts building from there before we move into noticing in our daily practice. Yeah. What, what has surprised you in that process? What surprised me is um, the depth of experiences in something simple. And the de- by depth, I mean it's um, not that necessarily the first experience is so deep. It's that there's so many in um, mm-hmm. one. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the mundane things I have people pick um, are the things they don't like doing. 
Mm, um, whether it's uh, folding the laundry, um, you know, loading the dishwasher. And uh, I hate brushing my teeth. I just find it a nuisance. <laughs> I don't, it's just, <laughs> and so, so I, and so it's been a few years now and I'm still working with that one. Mm-hmm. And meaning like once you, once you um, have like a, a way of looking at something, it's hard to get rid of it. You know, you, you've created a habit. Yeah. And so it's not like I'm consciously working on it. And that was the whole point. It's like, oh, pick something you do regularly already and preferably something you don't like and then bring all the stuff we've worked on in the few weeks before into it. Mm. And, um, and so with the brushing of the teeth, you know, there's there's a, the soapiness from the toothpaste and I like um, round um, curvature type mm. uh, 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 look. And so there's bubbles, you know. And um, so that's where I started. That was my starting point. Mm. And it's just, even if I'm not focusing on the particularities of, you know, the way the, because I, again, I like the physical curves of things, yeah. of the handle of the toothbrush. Um, beauty comes to the forefront of my mind when I'm brushing my teeth and it's changed my relationship with my teeth in a way that's, I think, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's, but, but the thing is at the very uh, basic level, it does come to the forefront of my mind and it changes. Um, it's kind of a reset, you yeah. know, whatever I've been doing up until that point. And every now and then there's a different um, insight. So I just think that's, uh, it was very unexpected. Yeah. yeah. What is, I'm curious what it's like in your body when beauty comes to the forefront. Like, um, it's interesting you ask that because I, I, it's been a folk, um, an emphasis of mine lately to focus on mm-hmm. the body and the experiences in the body. Uh, there is a, um, a settling experience. Like I feel, I think I feel my body and I, at the same time, I feel something uh, grander, I guess, outside my body, Mm -hmm. but inside my body, it's this illuminating feeling like everything lights up. And at the, at the same time, it's very settling. And, um, and because it's such an important part of me, I, I see it as a signal. It's, it's that there's this like, quickening in my heart um like it's it's like a it's like oh this is it yeah <laughs> yeah oh that's beautiful I I describe it as it makes me feel alive mm-hmm. which is is that John O'Donohue's definition of beauty am I remembering that correctly um I think everything I said is elements of how he talks about it. I don't know if he has one definition. I, I should know. I listen to him almost every day. It's okay. Um. I think, <laughs> at least in his, I think in that interview with Krista Tippett, he said that he thinks of beauty as that which makes him feel most alive. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm hearing that for you. I'm hearing that kind of physical response of aliveness. Yeah. And I think we're all looking for that. And I don't know if beauty mm-hmm. is it for everybody. Um, but I, I feel it's a core essence, um, meaning it gives birth to other things. And, and, and I saw that when I ran these workshops with people um, going through that process. Yeah. And um, it, it gave rise to gratitude without having to think about being grateful. It gave rise to joy, creativity. I mean, um, I felt like it gave rise to whatever... Um, you know, the, uh, a heart opening, like being, mm-hmm. being, and also being um, individual, like whatever was important to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Brought up what, that's why I think you, you can't really define beauty yeah. for others. It's um, it's what is your experience of it? And that I think is um, maybe more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What has beauty given rise to in your life? Um, I think I, 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 you know, what comes to mind is it it just, um, great, uh, enjoyment. Mm. (laughs) Uh, it's, I think it's how I enjoy the world. Um, and, uh, 
And I, I get frustrated because I'm trying to find more words for beautiful mm -hmm. because I find myself saying, oh, that's so beautiful <laughs> all the time. Because, but that's how I'm connecting um, yeah. to the world. And um, I don't know if you're asking for something more specific, but that's what came up first for me. That's so. beautiful. I would love a specific example. You have one. Yeah, I don't, um, let me think. Um, you know, because I, I think about it, like what if it was more of a forefront mm -hmm. as opposed to a background thing in my life? Um, I think sometimes in the um, not so beautiful places um, and spaces, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not that I'm trying to make it beautiful, but I can more easily notice the beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not that it necessarily makes anything better. Um, it still all is, yeah. but it, it, it's helped me um, uh, accept all of it at once. You know, I, I think we try sometimes to make things feel better for ourselves by not, um, uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, if, if you have a family member who's sick or something like that, it's mm -hmm. just hard. And, um, but I've, I've just noticed that you, through all the difficulty, there's still so much beauty. It's, it's there, um, if, if I want mm -hmm. to notice it and allowing it to be there does mm -hmm. help. I'm hearing yeah. it in those, you know, in those hard, desolate times that it's not, it's yeah. not forcing beauty into the equation and it's not ignoring mm -hmm. what's hard, but that if you're able to sit and to notice, you find that beauty is already there. Yeah. And I struggled because, um, it's, uh, I didn't want it to negate yes. the difficulty because like, then it's like, am I, am I avoiding or am I making light of, or not being present or, you know, or, or caring really at the end of the day. And, um, like I should be suffering just as much. And it's just, I don't know if other people go through things like this, but I do. And uh, I think, I think it all exists, yeah. you know, <laughs> at the same yeah. time. And um, maybe it's there to price, provide some relief. I don't know. And, and I, yeah, so, but it's, that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a big one for me. I think it provides some relief. And you said a couple of times it all is. And I'm hearing that mm -hmm. in noticing the beauty, it allows you to hold what is hard. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that's what I was trying to say. It actually it was less like of a refocusing, but um, it was more like yeah, a support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like uh, beauty is, um, it's the web mm. of everything. And if you allow it, then it, the web can support you. Um Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, um, I, I think we need beauty. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, I, I find myself um, asking the question, what are we fighting for? And I, I think we all want a beautiful mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, yeah. And so we're both fighting for it and to, to allow ourselves to see it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's still there. How do we yeah. strengthen the web? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of, um, like bearing witness. I feel if you bear witness to something, it, it, it almost brings it into more of an existence. Um, you know, if you, you know, if you just keep walking by the same tree without really noticing versus like noticing it, touching it, sitting by it, you know, whatever, much more of an interaction, it becomes more of a presence, um, in your mind. And, uh, I think, I think that's where I'm going with, um, bringing beauty, uh, more to the forefront. And you said, uh, did you use the word presence you did. or did I use it? But like yeah. making, strengthening it, strengthening it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. I am curious, Rita, about the journey for you from, um, oh, you know, from encountering 
John O'Donohue's writing on beauty and feeling like it, it gave you language for what had always been there. And then the journey from, from that to this becoming such a core part of your work. I, um, I think it, I think it helped me fully embrace. It's not that I didn't, hadn't embraced it, but I think it helped me fully embrace, um, my visual artwork as opposed to, and including all my other work, you know, um, you know, working in my job and working in my relationships, that type of thing. And, um, being comfortable with that being the core of everything I do. Um, you know, for the longest time, it I was trying to make sense of beauty and creativity. And I realized they're really, uh, they're, they're intertwined. Um, and, uh, so I, it, it's allowed me to also be a little bit looser mm-hmm. about what beauty is um, because it does permeate everything. And, um, and so one of the things, um, uh, and I know I'm not in the minority in this, but one of the things that I'm really attracted mm-hmm. to is flowers. And again, it's, uh, I didn't want to, I wanted to be taken seriously. So I didn't want to have just um, superfluous uh, uh, artwork, but you know, at the end of the day, I love flowers. And, and so I have embraced that more fully in my life and it's just opened things up more. And I recently, um, had a birthday party and it was, uh, it was a, it was a very non-traditional party and it had to be kind of small because of what we were doing. But I invited, um, someone who teaches people how to make paper flowers. Um, and I, I invited a few friends, um, that I, that would be interested in something like that, you know, make a paper flower and we made, um, irises and, um, it's just a really interesting thing. Um, when people start creating, they're using their hands Mm -hmm. and they, and they're creating a flower. So a flower is beautiful. I mean, and I knew that everyone was going to end up with something beautiful at the end of the day. That was their own creation. And, but when you start, um, it's, uh, it's a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're doing. You're not very confident. And then there's this moment where it's all starts coming together and you can feel, everyone can feel themselves and you can feel like in the room, it shift. It's like they start seeing the beauty of their own creating. And, and then when it's done, it's just this joyous thing. It was like, everyone's created these flowers that are all beautiful, but they all look different from each other. Like there's no way to not to yeah. create a beautiful flower. And I just, I think that's how it's um, uh, affected me. It's, uh, you know, from uh, listening to his words to fully embracing it in my life and, and bring, and then sharing it um, with others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, four years back, I, I did a mural of flowers on a mm-hmm. barn and that um, actually I, I put in a, a quote by John O'Donohue on that as well. And um, it's, it's just really pretty, <laughs> but it's also, um, it was just a really, it, because it's a mural, it's, it's outside. It, it brought people together in an unexpected way and it created this mm-hmm. excitement of like, Oh, what's going on on there. And, and, and so I, I see the more I embrace it, um, the more, um, beauty and creativity just brings into the world, meaning I don't have to worry about it. Like I don't have to orchestrate mm-hmm. or plan anything. I should just go with what I love. And that's, yeah. that's where I've ended up. Yeah. It's given you permission to take what you love seriously. That's perfect. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the word permission was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and seriously, and, and by taking it seriously, I think it gives other people to take uh, have permission to do what they love seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just by doing that, it brings joy to other people. <laughs> I'm feeling so much joy just listening to you. I'm imagining <laughs> that birthday party and that yeah. powerful moment of shift, you know, from, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know, and I've, um, I've, I've done four of these and I feel the same way each time in the beginning. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand which way is 
you know, lengthwise. (laughs) And, um, but then you end up with this thing and you're like, oh, I did it. (laughs) And I think that's, uh, that's very powerful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is really powerful. And I'm thinking about you being in the world, being, being confident in what you're bringing and in doing what you love and the way, the way that inspires other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I don't want to live an unlived life. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it's still a struggle, I have to say, but it's not like anything like before. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's also, I hope, um, you know, like by, embracing more and more and, and just going with it it and not like I think the overthinking part of it was the impediment it's just like it's really like let the force come in and through you and uh uh it, it's it, I've 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 been inspired by other people who do that and so I'm hoping that it 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 what just by me embracing what I love will inspire others you know yeah that learning, I'm thinking about that, and that learning to to let yourself as an artist call your work beautiful, and to not to not hear it as an insult mm-hmm. or as a failure in any way, but as a as a completion, as a mm-hmm. yeah. It's um, uh, I don't know. Do you know who B.J. Miller is? I don't. Uh, so he. Um, he's given a very popular TED talk, um, and he uh, he um, uh, I don't know if this is the exact term, but he he worked he he worked at Zen Hospice Center, and he's a physician, and he works with people at the end of life, and it, really for him, it's about living life fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I would say he's the second person after John O'Donohue's whose languaging has helped me a lot mm. articulate what I've already feel. And so the word that he uses is aesthetic. And, you know, going back to having an art show 15 years ago where the person described my work as only aesthetically pleasing as an insult. Mm. Um, the aesthetic, I think we equate with beauty, but aesthetic is all feelings. It's all, mm. it's the whole range. So it does include um unpleasant what we some many of us would consider unpleasant um feelings and emotions it's uh so if we engage in that all is as i was referring to before um you have the you have the fullness of it all um yeah there was a i was going to say something else you you said something and it brought me to this but i don't know where to go (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about art and allowing yourself to to embrace your work being beautiful. Yeah. And it's, oh yeah. So for me, it's including beauty. It's, it's about the aesthetics, Mm -hmm. about fully feeling because without our emotions, um, we aren't human. And, uh, and, and I think again, going back to what I said before, I think beauty gives rise to, um, the expression of, um, all other things. So, um, and cause it's, prof- it's so profound, at least for me. And I, if it leads to, um, the uncovering of other experiences. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that definition of beauty, that idea of it as a, like a root or a mm-hmm. core that, that gives rise yeah. to other things. Can you, can you give an example of something it's given rise to in your life? Um, let's see. So um, when I've, I've said that in this conversation, I, mm-hmm. uh, what, what keeps coming to me is it, it's, it, it opens my heart. And so when my heart is open, yeah. um, then yeah. everything else can come out. So what's really there. And, um, so, uh, there's probably many things, but what comes to mind is food right now. So I have, um, I've had a lot of fear Mm -hmm. issues around food. 
uh, for various reasons, getting sick, having allergies, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, but so that's the driver when I see food. And, um, but I'm also all about aesthetics and taste and enjoying and all that, but that just gets totally, you know, (laughs) knocked to the side because the fear is so strong. And so for me, um, if noticing the beauty of it um, helps me, as, as I mentioned, settle back in. And I just feel yeah. then the heart open and the fear then really comes out, you know, it, but in a way that actually it can move um, as opposed to yes. it's this like cloak that's holding me in place. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, it's uh, so the experience is, you know, not of one of great ecstasy that maybe you might experience seeing an amazing sunset or mm-hmm. something like that. But um, beauty can be um, an opener that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And so that's so tangible and so real. And yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. It doesn't make the fear go away. It it opens it. Which is not fun. <laughs> No. Yeah. Uh, But it's, it's, it does in a way feel better because um, it's, it needs to, it needs to move, I think for me, Uh, or at least I'm ready for that. And, um, and so, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's not like trying to um, cover one with the other or ignore these and focus Mm -hmm. on this. It's just, I I think it's a very um, practical way to let all is be, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I, so in my work, I try to focus on bringing people, um, connecting practicality to something um, that could be vague, like beauty. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that it's, yeah, it doesn't cover it. It doesn't ignore it. But by naming, okay, there's beauty here. There's beauty on this plate. Yeah, and by noticing that, what is that, um, what are the cascade of, you know, what does that open up? Yeah. Mm. I am curious what you've learned about yourself through engaging with this practice. Um, well, I've learned that I externalize beauty, meaning I, not externalize, I focus on the external what's external to me. Um, but, uh, I wasn't connecting it back to myself, meaning Mm -hmm. I was leaving myself out of the conversation, but in reality, I, there is no conversation without me in it. Um, because I'm the one who's noticing, I'm noticing and experiencing, (laughs) but I, I wasn't, I wasn't noticing myself. Does that make sense? It does. Um, Yeah. And I don't know um, if this is happens to other people, but it's just, it's almost like I, it's, it's like right now you and I are having a conversation, but I just ignore you the whole time. <laughs> and that's, that's just really odd. <laughs> but I, I continue to have the conversation with you and it's just, it doesn't make any sense at all. And so, um, so I learned, uh, I learned that, well, you know, I noticed that's been happening and, um, it's and it's just so interesting because I'm very emphatic about this. Like you, you only find when you find something beautiful, you're really recognizing something in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I was ignoring that about my myself, and um, and it's actually been it's a kind of a hard thing um, uh, because it shifts the narrative about who you are uh, to something. Um, well, it you know that's probably lighter and better (laughs) and more truthful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that's what I mean by it's, uh, you got to be ready for this because it it can be challenging in a way because it, it, it's about shifting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's about, it, it leads to all these ideas of self-acceptance, self-respect, you know, really looking and seeing, which again is what my work is about, you know, shifting um, what we see. And, uh, but I, I've just realized through all my work that I wasn't 
I wasn't quite there with myself, which is, I think, part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think particularly as women, it's, I think it's hard for us to see and recognize our own places of beauty. Yeah. And that's, it makes me sad, you know? Yeah. Um, because the one thing I want so desperately is people to see their own beauty mm-hmm. and their own unique um, expressions in the world, um, you know, which I refer to as their creativity mm-hmm. and how that's um, vital and needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and uh, so in a sense, maybe I've been having a conversation for myself mm-hmm. this whole time. I don't know. Maybe we're all doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it definitely it resonates <laughs> with me in my work as a spiritual director and I'm learning, I don't know, learning to offer myself the same curiosity that I offer to others and learning to allow myself to be in the room when I'm listening to someone mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah, and I think you said it really well. It's like offering the same curiosity to myself and then allowing myself to also be in the room. And um, and learning, really learning, like knowing actually people want that. Yeah. Um, it's not something that's off-putting. People really want that. Why do you think that is? I think it's because that's how we're built. Like we're 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 of and for each other. We're built to be in relationship for our mutual survival and thriving. That's There's no other way. Um, everything is relational. And so if that's missing, we feel it and we can't connect. And then it's hard for anything else to ha- really happen fully, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I, I you know, it, the whole this whole idea of showing up and being vulnerable um, makes sense. But at the same time, it seems so counterintuitive based on maybe what we've been taught. But when people are, you see it all the time. The connection is so much stronger. So if you put yourself in the room and are also curious about yourself, you, I guess you become human Mm -hmm. and people want to connect with other yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. 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 You become human. You open up your ability to connect you. And I see mm-hmm. how beauty does that. You know, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about beauty as a way of letting us hold all that is. And mm-hmm. that by, by looking for it in ourselves, it allows us to hold all of who we are. Yeah. And I think, I think what I love about it is that it's your ideas of beauty are not the same as mine. Probably overlap at some point, um, but um, it, it, it brings the whole idea of diversity mm-hmm. and, you know, infinite diversity into, um, well, in being yeah. included. Oh. But we all understand the feeling. Mm-hmm. So um, you and I might find different things beautiful, but we, we can, we still, there's that, there's the sameness and mm-hmm. all that difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I'm hearing in that the way your work gives, gives people permission to define beauty for themselves, to not look for external definitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say that was a great gift that came from somebody when they I was talking about what I was uh, putting together and they said, well, don't you have to define beauty first? What it what does it mean? And mm-hmm. it really bothered me. Um, and that was good. It was a signal meaning like, oh, no, that's what I did. De- I made it more conscious, like, no, I'm not going to define it. It's all about the yeah. experience of beauty. So mm-hmm. personal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. What you've said a bit about what this has revealed to you of, of the holy, you know, and I'm thinking about that web beauty is a web of life. I'm curious, what else has this revealed to you? Well, I I think I alluded to this before, but, um, uh, well, two things. Um, so it's, 
it's a place where I can live and it's so vast and big. I could, I could live there <laughs> for forever. And so um, there's that. And then, um, you know, in doing my reading on it and all that, like I, you know, so I'm interested in well-being. All my work is around quality of life and well-being. And um, I realized um, in looking up um, how other uh, cultures define beauty, uh, the Navajo's definition of beauty, word for beauty, actually is about well-being. So it made it made me um, it brought a cohesiveness uh, uh, that I guess was already there, but I was trying to force it. And then I realized, oh, it is it, all my work is about beauty. <laughs> yeah. um, when there's this harmony, you know, in all aspects and um, sense of well-being and all that, that's mm-hmm. you know that's how the Navajo describe beauty. Uh, in the in the word household it's a very long definition it's you know this pages so um it's uh yeah so that's that's um mm-hmm. and and that just brings it back to the vastness like this is so big mm-hmm. and I, so i keep i keep just discovering more and more yeah i love that i love both mm-hmm. that i don't know that sense of well-being i'm thinking of wholeness Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Wholeness. Yeah. I used to think of it as harmony, which is definitely part of it. Um, but the the harmonizing effect it leads to the wholeness and well being. You know. Yeah. 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 I'm curious if there have been times since starting on this journey that beauty has been inaccessible to you. If it's ever, if it's ever just been, been dead for a period, if you've ever not been able to reach it. Hmm. I think, I think in reflecting back on my life, there have been times Mm -hmm. where it felt non-existent Mm. and, um, you know, I'm looking back, so it's more like what I, I was available to. Mm. Um, yeah. So sometimes like there were times where, um, and again, I'm looking back, so it's memories, right? So, um, so I remember, I'll just, I remember a situation a certain way and, um, and just how difficult it was and, you know, how much pain I was in and, I didn't see a way out. Like, it's just, it's just like, Mm -hmm. there's just so much suffering. Um, And, uh, and so that's, that memory gets replayed. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so there's no, if I wasn't available to then, it's not even part of the memory. And what I've been replaying has been the difficulties, you know? And, um, and so one of the things that I realized is like, well, it's all narrative. It's my narrative. but there was so much more. Um, it's always interesting when there were other people present <laughs> and they remember completely different things. Um, not necessarily a completely different version, but completely different things. And, um, and so, wow. um, so what I've done when, you know, think if I feel it is um, I give myself like a question, a prompt, and then it, it, mm-hmm. I just write uh, whether it's about a specific experience or just mm-hmm. a general feeling, like a, a belief system, I, a belief I may have. And, and, and that always brings something to light. So, mm-hmm. so I think I can't think of anything um, since the discovery or since yeah. this journey. Um, and I think it's because I've made it a practice um like mm. like a true true like you know keeping it at the forefront of my mind that it, it, there, it there's like a habitual thing now where I don't have to try yeah um and I also think it's the way I'm naturally attuned but um but it in moving forward in my life I think for me it's been important to kind of readjust some of these shackles I have beliefs that I have you know mm. Yes, yeah. I hear that that both and it's both it's natural to you, but it's also yeah. a practice. It's something that you touch in on and that you work on every single day. Yeah, and it's um 
And I, it's more like I allow it as opposed to, you know, going to the gym and yes. running. <laughs> it's like I, I allow it to um, come, for, come forward mm-hmm. and not try to uh, hold it back. You um, and I, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's um, changed things quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think part of the practice is vocalizing it, meaning like putting it out in the world. Mm-hmm. Say more about, can you say a little more? I know with brushing teeth and with food, are there other ways that it's become habit in your everyday? Um, so I, 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 um, so I find that I notice beauty everywhere uh, or what I notice what I find beautiful everywhere. And, and it's, and, um, the noticing for me um, is part of it is also just expressing it. Mm-hmm. So I, th- for example, this year I um, created this, let's just see what happens flower patch. <laughs> I'm not a gardener, but I love flowers. And I said, oh, let's try all these different things. And it's this crazy little area um, and different things are growing. And I just love going out there and, oh, look what's changed. What's this? And this flower is so beautiful. And like really doing that, like allowing myself to have all that joy and experiencing it and then sharing that with Alan, my husband. And I don't think he feels the same way I do, but just not caring if Mm -hmm. he does or not. It's more like just still expressing. And then, um, and then uh, taking pictures, all different kinds of pictures of it. And then mm-hmm. uh, sometimes sharing them on social media because I think, you know, you're just bringing more beauty into the world for those who resonate with that. And then, you know, it's nice to break what up, break it up what's on, on people's feeds. And then, you know, one of the things that I've started doing is like, I really find so much beauty in the decay mm-hmm. of the flowers. And um, so I haven't put this out yet, but I I have a whole table here full of um, dead, dying, Mm -hmm. I guess they're all dead flowers. And I've been um, doing high res uh, scanning photography with them. And then I, it just allows me to go even deeper and it's just, it's it's exquisite. And uh, it's, um, and it's really unexpected Mm -hmm. because it's not where I thought I would go, but it's just, it's just allowing my curiosity to take me as opposed to having planned out anything. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's led to this whole new idea of fleet, a uh, uh, fleeting beauty mm-hmm. of where, what I've been trying to do is, um, which I, maybe a lot of us do is, um, trying to grasp it all and keep it where it's just not possible. It's, it's all fleeting. Mm-hmm. And, and so really interrogating and thinking about, well, what is this idea of fleeting and fleeting beauty and how are we, um, uh, trying to hold on, not hold on, you know, keep the hand open and let things pass through. So it's, it's, so it's, it's really just started with me again, my love of flowers and this is where it's brought me. So it's been, yeah. Yeah. I hear in that it connects. Well, just so much of what we've been saying about, I'm thinking about the food and allowing the fear to move through and beauty is allowing things to flow and this sitting with these decaying flowers, you know, allowing beauty to flow mm-hmm. as it, as it changes. And yeah. And you never would have guessed, would you, when you planted yeah. your garden that, oh, this is going to take me to appreciating dying flowers <laughs> as a way of seeing how beauty is pleading and flows through the world right like yeah yeah allowing the surprise you know we think we focus like yeah it's like oh it died that's so sad and yeah it is mm-hmm. um but it's also I, I there's this it's this i don't know how to i, I don't i mean i don't think i'm there yet but there's it's just it's yeah. always changing and uh yeah and the same thing with the birds mm-hmm. i love birds I get very happy um when I hear them see them to the point where I'm saying hello and I'm excited (laughs) and it's it's just it bursts out of me it's not like this oh there's a bird I'm gonna say hello you know and um and so it's and so that's just leading me down um I think a journey that I've always wanted to go down but I don't know where it's where it's not very defined but just um 
being more curious and uh I guess all of this is about having a deeper relationship. Yeah. 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 Mm. We are close to the end of our time. I'm curious if there's anything, is there anything that you wish that you had said or that you would like people to hear that you haven't gotten a chance to? Hmm. Well, this has been a very interesting and surprising experience for me. Um, but I, th- I think I just would like to reinforce um, for people to really embrace what gives them yeah. life, because that gives the rest of us yeah. life. Yeah. That, where where would you suggest people start start doing this? How how would you suggest people start engaging with this practice? Um, well, I, at first listening, um, uh, to themselves and, um, it, it, they, I think people will, uh, by listening, they'll notice what gives them life and what doesn't. And then also, um, I'm a big experimenter. Mm-hmm. So experimenting, mm-hmm. like trying different things, um, because you don't know sometimes what does and doesn't, yeah. unless you can compare it to something else. Um, so that's a refining process for me. Um, and then asking questions, um, you know, what if, or how might I, um, you know, what if I tried this or what if this was another way? What if I saw it this way or how might, what if I did this differently or how might I, um, change this or that kind of thing, you know, just, uh, yeah. And I think that's, those are all kind of awakeners and yeah. then following it. I love that. Yeah. They're awakeners. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. yeah there's no formula. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're inviting them to, yeah. to notice and to experiment and to be curious. Yeah. Basically be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just invite yourself into the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is a great gift. So it's been so fun. Yes. And thank you for exploring with us today. You can learn more about Rita and her work at her website, ritapatel.com, or by following her on Facebook or Instagram. I particularly recommend her Instagram feed. You can also find links to Rita's work and information on resources she referenced in our show notes. I hope that our conversation today inspires you to play with spiritual practices in your daily life. If you do, I'd love to hear about it. You can reach me via my website, laurenburdett.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. This will help other listeners find our show. And finally, our amazing music is from the album Solace by This Side of Eve. You can find this song and all of their music at thissideofeve.bandcamp.com. I'll be back next week with a new conversation. Thanks again.